Welcome to episode two of Getting to Know You, a podcast from students on the MA radio, audio and podcasting course at the University of Sunderland. My name is Hope and I'm from the Wirral. And I'm Sean from Faith. In this short series, you'll be hearing from all of us as we get to know each other whilst we get to know the city in which we find ourselves. It's all new for us and perhaps for you as well. Let's get started. When we were considering what we both had in common, we both enjoyed going to gigs and live music. We decided to check out what Sunderland has to offer. We first checked out The Bunker. So we're at The Bunker and we were actually really shocked to see that it was only £8 an hour to record, which if you go to Newcastle, where I'm from, it's normally double or more than that. If you're back in Scotland, how much would it be to record in a studio? Uh, for a studio, it would probably be around, I don't know, like £15, £16 pound an hour. So it's still very cheap compared to... So when we got to the bunker, we were a bit surprised by like what it looked like on the outside compared to the inside. We got shown around the recording studios and now we're here in the live venue, which is very intimate. But it's very, it looks like it'd get very sweaty and very cool very quickly. Oh yeah, 100%. And he was saying punk music is the big, big filler here for 40 people, the big filler. Um, but apparently it gets really hyped in here. Everyone enjoys it and it's just a lovely place to be. I think it's nice as well that even though this is like a punk venue and it was started out by punks, that they still have like DJs and rap artists coming in to record because it shows that it's kind of for everyone. It's not just for that rock and alternative music. Yeah, 100%. It shows the community aspect, bringing people together with with music. We can definitely see as we're sat here, I mean, I wouldn't be sat down at this kind of concert, but I can see like how intimate and how intense it'd be. Like there's no, it's just completely soundproofed. There's actually soundproofing on the wall of a gig venue, which means that it's just going to be bouncing off the walls and it's got a disco ball. You know it's going to be a good night when it's got a disco ball. Did you, did you see that? I saw it straight away. Yeah. And, and there's a projector there as well that just it just adds to everything just adds to the atmosphere that would be in here um you could imagine being here saturday night and jeans ripped jeans and ripped just jeans <laughs> just jumping about to punk music or <laughs> ripped whatever jeans the first thing you associate <laughs> with punk music <laughs> We managed to chat to Kenny, who works at the bunker and produces its show on Spot. We're with Kenny from the bunker. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell us like, why the bunker is so important to Sunderland. But the bunker's been going for 40 years this year, and you know, for a community project um, to last that long, it must have some um, kind of need. I think it's the, uh, the longest running m- youth music project. Um, of, of its type in the in the country, um, I think there are other music type projects that sat up before then and then haven't stood the test of time. I, think, I suppose you would uh, to to find out exactly why it's important. You'd probably look at the the feedback and the type of people that come through. Um, and I think that we we're there as an alternative to the norm. You know, I like to think we're all a bit weird, we're all a bit quirky, we're all a bit alternative. I think people come in and. Um, find a safe place in here first of all and despite it looking kind of weird when you come in and you go like oh I can see why it's called the bunker 
the bunker was actually in two previous sites before, so the name was brought with it. This, you know, warts and all, it does feel kind of welcoming. It doesn't feel like a, you know, X Factor or something maybe that would be publicly kind of operated. Um, but it's not just kids. See, we have kids six, seven year old, and we have people in their like 70s and 80s as, as customers. So because we've got such a wide demographic, and because of the healing properties of music, or the you know they just I could reel off all the benefits, then I think that's why it uh, it's important. Obviously, it started out as like a punk kind of experience. Um, if more like home producers for dance and electronic are doing it at home, um, how important was it to get more like different genres into the bunker, like getting more rappers in? <coughs> and how do you think that kind of happened? Um, I mean, I suppose just, you know, as things have evolved, really, you know, although Sunderland's got a massive kind of long-term heritage for punk music, um, you know, the punks of today are probably nothing like the, the, the punks of kind of, you know, the, the late 70s, early 80s. Um, you know, when we when I first came here in the noughties, um, it was, you know, the, the birth of kind of UK sort of indie was, was becoming massive before, you know, the advent of streaming and every kid wanted to be in the Strokes or the Arctic Monkeys or something like that. Um, so kind of music does evolve. They say that it evolves in 13 year cycles and I'm not quite sure where we are now. There's nothing really new coming out, but I think it was more important to embrace kind of bedroom rappers, bedroom producers, bedroom singers, songwriters, because they've over the past kind of 10 years with the digitization of music and the kind of advances in technology, they can do everything at home. There's no substitute for working with a, an experienced producer in a real studio with, with yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and I, I use this analogy all the time. You might love footy and you can play keep you ups or kick it against the wall or whatever, but again, there's no substitute for playing in a team. And that's the same with music. It's just infinitely better when you're jamming along or writing songs with somebody else or with a band and it, it clicks. It just like feels like you kind of, you know, everything's come, come together. I found it really interesting how Kenny was talking about how it used to be like a very punk focused scene and then they've got more like bedroom rap and bedroom producers because I'm into my punk music and you're into your, well you produce some of your own rap music so it's kind of like we found that common ground in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, I think we got really lucky with the com like the comparison to us, like it literally, it just matched us so well us. yeah it spoke to both of us really well which was so weird i think it inspired you a bit as well which is which is great it inspired you to think about doing yeah, more music and it inspired me to talk to kenny more about my specialist <laughs> music and to, to finally have a chat with him um it's a really special place it, it's really nice that it's kind of hidden away in not where I thought it would be at no. all. When you were dragging me down, I was like, where are you taking me here? I'd never been to this part of Sunderland. And it was just kind of a doorway. Literally. It's like just at the side of the road, just next day, nothing. Like literally next day, nothing else. Like Student Housing Association or something. And the bus uh, station. And the bus station. Of course, the bus station. Um, but it yeah, was kind of the same with Independent as well. We were just walking and I was like, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> There's this place that I'd heard loads about independent and it's just outside the Mecca Bingle yeah, on a street full of scaffolding. It's so crazy that these places literally. can just end up out of nowhere. 
I, I guess because it, it makes them kind of feel homely in a way. It does. Like it makes them feel like home studios, like studios you'd see, and well, people's homes—that's what home studio is. Um, <laughs> but you'd see like just an wee thing we recording studios, like these big places that everybody talks about in Sunderland are just nice, easy, accessible community-driven places. And, and we just walked lovely. into independent. Yeah, literally walked <laughs> The door in. was open. <laughs> the door's always open at independent. Um, and just two managers that were just sitting about. It, was, it, it just seems homely and, like, seems very accessible to the common man that maybe wants to start getting into music or wants to figure out new bands or anything like that. It feels really, really nice. We also walked around Sunderland Town and saw what other venues were on offer, such as Independent. So have you been to Independent before, Sean? I've been once with a few friends. I went to a show called Sunderland After Dark, which is founded by Yusuf. Uh, Yusuf Yahai, his full name is. It's basically just a bunch of like, smaller artists coming about, uh, doing something for the community, putting on a free show. It's really nice. That. Oh, it's really nice. You, it, it's absolutely amazing. Do they have them on often? Uh, they've usually got them on every month, every second month maybe. Um, but they're qu- yeah, they're quite regular. Some of the artists are like decent, well-known people. There's a few like rappers on there. There's singer-songwriters. There's a few mere alternative artists. There was at <laughs> the show I was at. There was a boy in like a smiley face mask. A smiley an, face mask. Yeah, with an afro and a red suit. He was a very interesting individual, but it was it all part of the show. Seems very creative and yeah. very encouraging of that creativity. Yeah. I yes. always used to not hate independent. That's quite a big word, but coming from Newcastle, whenever I'd see that an artist was touring in Sunderland at Independent, it always was independent. Mm. Instead of Newcastle, I'd be so annoyed. I'd be yeah. like, oh, I can't get there. But now that I'm like here. I'm like, oh yes, like let's go, uh, let's let's go to a show independent because yeah. it seems like a really cool venue and loads of bands that I like listening to, um, a lot of up and coming bands seem yeah. to go there. It's like quite a nice space size venue. Yeah, 100%. To get just everybody's music out there, not just the it's not the just popular indie stuff. No. Yeah, exactly. Not just despite the, the name, it's not just <laughs> indie. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of everything, and it's it's quite good because maybe you're going to it for the singer songwriter. But then there's a rock band on later on in the night and you enjoy them as well. So it opens up your music taste a wee bit as well. That's the best thing, opening up your music oh, taste. 100%. We spoke to Ben, who works in the live music department of Independent, about what the music venue has to offer to the local scene. I think what, what we're trying to do is kind of, is, is critical for the bands at the, at the early stages. I mean, if I look back a few years to almost like before I was involved, Independence being here for for sixteen years now, kind of doing what it's doing, and and it's always been trying to have the same goal. And I mean, it's easier for me to to sit here and see how amazing it is because I wasn't involved at that point. But like, you hear so many stories of back in the day when bands started and the first shows were always at the Independent, the likes of the Future Heads and Frankie the Heartstrings used to rehearse there and things like that. It's always been kind of at the heart of what what Sunderland's been doing musically, and I think. That's something that I'm like really proud to like represent independent after all after all so many years and things like that. And I think what we're trying to do now is just carry that on and we'll always feel like we're the place that kind of gives bands the first gigs and, and kind of gives gives people an opportunity who maybe aren't getting it elsewhere. 
I want to speak about After Dark for a wee bit. So it's a big night for the area of Sunderland. So why do you think that After Dark in particular is so popular? Yeah, I think there's just nothing quite like it. It's almost like a... It's because it's so open and it's so kind of, like I just touched on there, like kind of open to all abilities and things like that. It's a, it's it's almost like a mini little pre-book buskers and it's and it's trying to do a few different things at once, which I think is why why it gets the popularity that it, that it does in terms of numbers and people wanting to come and play. Like, for example, Yusuf, who runs After Dark, he'll often bring, he might bring someone over from Newcastle who's done quite a few gigs throughout the region. He might have someone from Sunderland who's a well-established act, but then he also might have a few people who've never, ever done a gig before. And it's kind of, it's ticking all the boxes in terms of there's new artists trying it for the first time. And then you've also got people who've been doing it maybe for a year, maybe people who've been doing it for five years and maybe a little bit more established, but are still kind of willing to go and play the night because of because of the the meaning behind it, because of what he's trying to do. It's nice to get some of the well the well-known local artists to come and get involved with some of the new events that we're starting and support them but also like you say to get the bigger act inter-independent like that's it's it's almost kind of like a juggling point like really if I was being brutally honest that's not why we do what we do like we love working with local bands and the local shows are the funnest ones it's our mates playing it's new bands we're excited about we want to see them go on and do well but it's amazing when you get a band put a show on sale and it might be a famous band and it sells out the big room and you get 300 people who wouldn't normally come to the venue through the doors and that's our chance to tell them about what we're doing and try and get them to come out and watch the local band so thanks for listening to this episode of getting to know you it was produced by hope and sean at the university of sunderland The next episode features Daniel and Dom visiting the Stadium of Light. Our music is from Upbeat.io You can find more episodes at sparksunderland.com slash podcasts.